Constructionist Radio presents The War Room, where we discuss tactics for strategic Christian living. your host from Little America. On the phone is Elizabeth Johnston, uh, a.k.a. the activist mommy from the Buckeye State. Welcome to the War Room, Elizabeth. Thank you, Bill. It's great to be here. You know, you've uh, you've been uh, such a trooper to join us here. I appreciate Patrick, your husband, lending you for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's... He's having uh, family devotions with the children and uh, wrangling toddlers and a baby right now as we speak. (laughs) Elizabeth, uh, I would like you just to sort of give people a brief bio of yourself and how you came to be the activist mommy. Well, uh, my I got I got saved uh, in my teenage years, and it's been a a journey uh, growing in the Lord. And my husband and I met. Um, in church at uh, Florida State University, and uh, he was in, uh, about to leave for medical school, and uh, the two of us were just always very uh, passionate about serving the Lord, doing the work of the ministry, and we often served with one another um, as, as college students on different projects, and the Lord brought us together as a couple, and we, um, we really knew before we got married that we wanted to allow the Lord to just uh, grow our family. We wanted him to build our house, and we wanted to homeschool our children, um, you know, home births, all kinds of unconventional things like that. And um, and that is what we have done. It has been quite the journey. And uh, as far as activist mommy goes, uh, basically for 20 years I have um, poured everything into my children and my husband, uh, as I believe, um, women women should do. You know, the Bible says we are to be keepers at home and uh, that the word of God would not be blasphemed. And so I have been uh, very home-centered, home-focused, um, although we're very active in, you know, different ministries as a family. And um, so any success, really, that we have had as parents, I believe, has a lot to do with that very thing that we have focused a lot of energy on our children. We do have 10 children. And um, but some these are all these are all natural. These are all natural children, too. You bore all 10 yourself. One at a time. (laughs) Well, it agrees with you, I'll tell you. (laughs) Oh, well, that's sweet. Thank you. But yeah, as far as the activist mommy, um, it's just something that has happened very organically. And it's just been a God thing. I'm trying to just walk through the doors that are that are open. My goodness, um, even today, huge doors were opened, doors that I could not humanly poss- possibly uh, open. And I believe that we just have a dearth of um, of courage in our country and Christians who are willing to push back against the darkness that is choking us out. And I believe people are hungry for it, 
and uh, I just started um, doing videos and posting things as the activist mommy, really when the whole transgender bathroom issue hit. Uh, Target um, was the first time that I ever, um, I created the activist mommy page and, and posted a video, and um, the rest is history. <laughs> That's what we've been doing this year. And uh, we just thank God for, for what he's doing. We want to take this platform and use it to honor him and point people to him. Have you been approached or covered by uh, national media? Yes, sir. Um, I had a story that went worldwide when I was banned from Facebook. I was kicked off of Facebook for three days because I stated what the Bible says about homosexuality. And Facebook sent me the post that got me banned, which I'm really surprised they uh, played their hand that way. But they did send it to me. And so as soon as I got back on Facebook after my three-day ban, I reposted the post that got me banned. And I said, Facebook considers the Bible hate speech. Um, this is what got me banned, censored for three days. And everyone shared this post. Um, and with the hashtag, um, the Bible is not hate speech. And it went, it was going viral. And just within a few hours, Facebook had, you know, located it and uh, deleted it and banned me for seven days. So they were upping the ante on me. And I thought I had lost my platform. I thought that they were going to just delete my page altogether because they can they are a private company, business, and they can delete your page at any time for whatever reason they choose. And I just remember laying the whole thing on the altar and saying, Lord, I believe you gave me this platform. I did not ask for it. <laughs> and so I give it back to you. If I have handled it in any way that is not pleasing to you, if there's any reason you want to remove it from me, so be it. I will still praise you, and I give it back to you. And I died with it. I laid it on the altar, my Isaac on the altar. And I wrote a press release about being banned from Facebook, and it just blew up and went worldwide. And the press was demanding an answer from Facebook as to why I was banned. They were asking, is the Bible hate speech? Can you not state what, what the Bible says about homosexuality? And, of course, Facebook was ignoring them. They wouldn't respond, wouldn't respond. And the day that the story hit the New York Times and Fox and Friends, all of a sudden Facebook responds to the media and says, we're sorry, we made um, a mistake, and we did not mean to ban the activist mommy. <laughs> not just once, but I guess they didn't mean to twice in a row. <laughs> and we have reinstated her page and um, her, her, her post uh, to its original position. And what ended up happening was it just increased my platform. And um, I just keep seeing a consistent situation arising in my own life where when I die um, to something, God resurrects it with, with greater strength. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was a really interesting experience, and a lot, a lot of good came out of that eventually. <laughs> Well, it's a case of the uh, what Scripture teaches: the wrath of men shall praise thee. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I think uh, tactically speaking, I think of uh, Facebook and all these other. I call we call them 
tools of dominion. These are these technologies, amazing technologies that we have today, would not exist if they had not first existed in the minds of God in eternity past. And 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 these as and and of course one of the reasons why I'm optimistic about the future of the gospel's progress in the world is because God has given us such unparalleled wonderful tools and they keep getting better. And I think of Facebook much like the Roman road system. Yes, the Roman Empire was a wicked uh, empire, but they built wonderful roads that allowed for the rapid dissemination of the gospel. So as we're putting on our tactical prayer shoes, not just praying for our loved ones and personal needs, but as we pray tactically, we really do need to pray that God will hold this door open uh, sovereignly so that no man can close it so that because I you know we become so dependent upon yeah. social media and the internet and modern technology for communicating with one another and coordinating our efforts that uh, I'm sure many have wondered what would we do without it um, well so. and that was some of the, the the good that came out of that whole situation where I was banned I am blessed, actually, to have a Facebook representative that I report to um, when I'm having issues. And, of course, most people cannot say that. I mean, you send a message to Facebook, and it goes off into Facebook land, and you never get a response, and there's no way to contact the person. And so I I do have an employee that I am able to, um, to work with just because, I mean, I don't know, as one marketer who was talking to me the other day uh, said, he said, Elizabeth, I, I think you put the fear of God in him real good. <laughs> he, he said, I've never known anybody to have a Facebook representative. So, um, you know, that was something that came out of it that, that was a blessing. And, um, you know, there are there are things um, that we can learn that, that can help us, pre- pre- help prevent us from um, being silent. For instance, you know, I made sure that I was on all social media platforms after that happened. I, I really uh, tried to um, to protect myself and insulate myself from Facebook having all power and control over the platform, if you will. So I'm on YouTube and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I have, uh, I'm also on Gab, and I have my own website as well. Um, but and I and I have done Facebook Live a, a, a couple of times. Um, I, I plan on getting more into that uh, in the future. But um, yeah, Facebook is where my uh, the bulk of my following is. You know, I've got about 120,000 following on on Facebook, and um, it it is you know not that large on the on the other platforms. So uh, we're going to be working to try to spread spread ourselves out um, more on those other platforms as well. Elizabeth, is there any character from uh, scripture or from history that you particularly relate to in your in the history that the Lord has given you? <laughs> um, wow, maybe Jael. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I just I have a desire to really give the devil a black eye, if you will, and. Um, and just uh, push back against the darkness. I have, I have a real issue with uh, the quiet Christians who, for you know, the last 50 years, have been saying, you know, Jesus is coming back, and we have just surrendered the culture war to the bullies on the left, and we're losing that war. And now we're passing 
to our children a culture where, you know, men are, are in girls' locker rooms and dress, dressing rooms now, and, and we our taxpayer dollars go to slaughter children. And, um, oh, my goodness, you know, schools are changing the, their uniforms now to accommodate uh, uh, transgender students so the boys can now wear skirts and just lunacy going on everywhere, and the church is totally silent on the issue, and, and it's why we're in this mess. And so I have a desire to um, inspire and ignite passion and action in, to God's people. Um, you know, the Bible says the, the wicked flee when, when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I believe that when we're living righteously, when we have clean consciences, um, and, and we're walking um, before the Lord um, in his righteousness, that there is a boldness and a courage that should be displayed. It's in love, um, but there is a boldness that should be there. And I think that, that those who, um, who who struggle with this need to pray for the Lord to embolden them, or they need to search inward and ask, is there some reason for this cowardice in me? Uh, is there some reason that I can't stand for the Lord? Um, and so that's just something I'm, I'm passionate about, and um, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, um, the Lord has, you know, seen fit to allow me to to, um, to inspire some people. Well, your fourth right, if nothing else, is your spiritual gift, righteous indignation. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I read that one uh, in, in the scripture, but... <laughs> I think it's real close to that. Yes, sir. Well, if 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 you if if ever the day comes when you deem it uh, important to have a a an official activist mommy seal, I recommend a mallet and a tent peg. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm working on a logo right now. Maybe the tent peg needs to be included. Good idea. Absolutely. Um, I, I presume um, you have you and Patrick have spent a, a long time in the, as part of the same uh, local congregation, or have you been forced to leave just simply because of the the silence coming from the pulpit? Uh, how 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 have and the other question, sort of a combination question, mm-hmm. is have you have have you been welcomed? I, I know that a lot of you're not running for elder or pastor or biblical office, but I have been welcomed in pulpits to uh, tell people about your ministry, to speak uh, or even perhaps even reprove Christian groups or maybe conferences call the ch- and call the church to be the church. Right. We are accustomed to being the red-headed stepchild in any church um, where the Lord has us, and we are okay with that. Uh, we believe that we serve a purpose even when we're the red-headed stepchild, <laughs> that even when we're the odd man out and uh, we're maybe the only ones active on certain issues, whether it be abortion or um, homosexuality or something something of that nature that is not typically popular in churches today, we believe that our presence in that body of believers um, serves as iron sharpening iron. Um, it can be done in love. It can be done as a, as a silent example. Um, and the Lord can begin to work and move upon people through his Holy Spirit to uh, engage them in the battle as well. 
Um, we are very blessed right now, presently, to have been in a church for um, several years where we are not redheaded stepchildren. <laughs> we are, you know, beloved of our congregation and, and um, counted to be, you know, leaders and respected. And our pastor is a warrior in his own right. And so uh, we are very thankful for that. We drive, we have to drive 35 minutes um, to that congregation um, as Probably many of your listeners are, are familiar with, with uh, having to look for a place mm, where oh, you yeah. feel that you are compatible. Um, but again, we've always been we've always been connected um, in in a body of believers. We believe very strongly in that. My husband is a man under submission. Uh, we believe that you know, just as a wife is um, to have to you know have her to have covering and protection of her husband, uh, we believe that the husband also needs covering and protection uh, from um, a man who will give an account to his soul as well as the church teaches. Mm-hmm. And so um, my husband is, is, you know, submitted to our pastor, and we've just been so blessed to, to walk with Pastor Bill Dunphy um, in, in life. He's just a tremendous blessing to our ministry as well. Well, as you as you can imagine, if you don't know firsthand, that one of the one of the challenges for many sisters who are who are serious Bible students and uh, forces of nature in their own right is oftentimes uh, the husband has to really uh, push himself along with his responsibilities as a breadwinner and uh, member of the community. He has to really push himself to stay ahead of his wife to be a leader. Because she's moving so fast and she's so passionate, and I suspect that uh, uh, Patrick has to do the same thing. He has to he has to really, you know, uh, study the scriptures and be diligent, and and and, oh. and you know, it's probably actually, a brother. I'm married to the Energizer Bunny. I have never been able to keep up with him, to be honest with you. Really? Well, that's <laughs> wonderful news. I married him for his zeal for the Lord. Uh, if, if you could describe Patrick with one word, it would be zeal. And um, and he has certainly panned out to continue to be that after 20 years. Praise God. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he's a full-time doctor and uh, an author. He's written nine Christian novels, and he is a movie producer now. We are um, finishing up a movie he has he has produced, which was written by him. And so, yeah, the the man never has enough to do for the Lord, and um, mm, you know, mm. I I admire that about him. But um, it's been a it's been a wild ride, let me tell you. <laughs> has he had any uh, political aspirations? Yes, he actually ran for state representative um, several years ago. Goodness, what was that? Maybe, maybe 2007, mm-hmm. and uh, he got over 30 percent of the vote, which was pretty amazing considering that he was running on a um, a, com- a totally a, a platform a platform of abolishing all abortion in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So um, yeah, we we did we did run that race. That was a challenge. Um, the Republican Party came out um, slandering him and opposing him because he was way too way too biblical of a Christian for uh, for the Republican Party of Ohio. So they spent yeah. a lot of money a lot of money making sure that that my husband did not get elected. <laughs> Never seen so many mailers in a, in in my mailbox. Uh. <laughs> 
what do you what do you say uh, about churches that almost appear to be one of our hosts on Reconstructionist Radio is deemed as is termed the ministry industrial complex, uh, where they where many clergymen denominations obviously you expect liberal left leaning ones, but but uh, where so much of of American Christianity seems to virtually be in the back pocket of the GOP and their I would call myself I would refer to them as statists uh, looking to Caesar for the solutions. When the word of God has the solutions, and we're not to trust in chariots and horses. Amen. Yeah, I mean, in our nation founding, you know, the pulpit they used to thunder forth uh, truth and instruction um, on the the evils of the day, whatever the the burning issues of the day were, and the church should be uh, the leader in these areas, not the government. Christians should be, you know, running for office and campaigning for fellow believers and. Um, and pastors should be exposing the evils of abortion and Islam and uh, and homosexuality and calling their parishioners to take a stand in whatever sphere of influence their, their parishioners reside. But instead, you know, the pastors are silent. And, and I can't – I must say that I think a lot of it has to do with leaven amongst us. I think that there's – you know, Christians are content to, to – um, to cuddle their sin, sin in their own lives. And um, because of that unrighteousness and, and the leaven that we allow amongst us, I think that that is what decreases our courage and our boldness. As, as, I, as I quoted earlier, who, who is as bold as a lion in the Scripture? The righteous. <laughs> the righteous. Well, when we're living in unrighteousness, uh, they're not bold. We run. We run. Well, when, we we run and hide when no one's even even hunting for us. Like a like a like a person who's so accustomed to doing wrong and speeding that every time they see a see a policeman, they they run. They put on the brakes. You know, they're they're always fearful. Um, and I think that we have we are we are plagued by that in the body of Christ. Um, and and because we do not walk in in holiness, um, there is a lack of boldness. And I'm sure that you, because you and I are obviously on the same page, and we could go back and forth and and quote passages and quote hymns and, and, and slogans, and, and we would probably we'd be like singing to to two choirs singing to each other, <laughs> because uh, you know it does see, appear that the the body has lost it, the salt has lost its uh, flavor, and that's why we're being trampled mm-hmm. on because that's all we're fit for. But the question, you know, one yeah. of the questions we've always asked is. Well, how do we win uh, this uh, sleeping bride? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've even had some pastors that say, "Well, you don't. You plant new ones. You plant new congregations." That uh, you know, uh, mom, my mama told me it's easier to give birth than to raise the dead. And uh, mm-hmm. so, so, but but where does activist mommy? Go from here. Now you're 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 using you're you're trying to maximize and your access to social media. Are you being invited uh, as a speaker uh, to any conferences, homeschooling conferences, family life conferences, or anything like that? Are you are are, are people yes, starting to reach out and, and and accept you and welcome you to come in and and and, and speak your piece? Yes, sir. Believe it or not, um, 
Well, uh, just a, a couple of months ago, I was asked to speak at the NRB convention, which is the National Religious um, Broadcaster Convention. And uh, as you probably know, a lot of movers and shakers there uh, at that convention and in the audience. And, oh, my goodness, I was uh, uh, kind of my knees were knocking as, as, uh, James, and, as uh, James and Shirley Dobson <laughs> were in the audience the whole time I was I was speaking at that conference, um, you know, people I've listened to since I was a, a teenager and a, and a brand-new Christian. Um, but, yeah, that was a wonderful experience, and it allowed me to network with, with uh, people that are, again, Christian movers and, and shakers. And, um, you know, I have been approached by some publishers. I do believe that um, the, the Lord will allow a book to come forth soon. Um, I just got off the phone before I... Um, before you called me to uh, with a Texas homeschool convention leader who is asking me to speak, um, Lord willing, alongside Tim Ham and some others at this Texas homeschool convention. And uh, so, so yes, um, you know, if you if you watch my videos, sometimes I kind of have to pinch myself. It's hard to believe that someone who is saying. Um, the controversial things I'm saying, unfortunately, they're controversial in the church today, um, is actually uh, being promoted to say these things. And I think that the church, the sleeping giant, might be waking up to the fact that if we do not find our voice right now and push back, our time is up. We're toast. <laughs> and and um, even even right before our interview, I saw that Christian Broadcasting Network had actually written an article on my recent video called Gender Insanity, and here they are, you know, playing my video in this article, and and, and uh, this is a hard-hitting video. <laughs> it is it is hard-hitting as I begin to expose the agenda of of, the, of um, you know the LGBT agenda to silence us as Christians, and uh, so I, I you know, brother. Um, like I said, I'm just walking through open doors. I'm just going to keep um, thundering forth what God's Word says on these issues. I never asked for any of this to happen. Um, I'm as shocked as the next. And, uh, and we'll just see where the Lord takes it. Well, yeah, it needs to be it needs to be said by somebody other than you that, that, that it's, it should be recognized by all that the notoriety and promotion that you're experiencing is not something that you have sought, and it's not something that you think you could have achieved without unless the Lord uh, desired this, and that was his, that was his purpose. Um, you know, you are – the thing about, about you that I appreciate, too, is that you're plain spoken. I mean, anybody, I don't care of what level of education or lack of, of thereof, I understand you. You speak to every. Are you Are you trying to say I'm dumb? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, I'm saying that you have you have a knack of of speaking to the audience. In other words, you speak to every person. You're not speaking to the ivory. T- you, you you can speak to the ivory tower. You can speak. I'm, I'm not just trying to fawn and, and 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 throw flowers at your feet for no reason. I've listened to you enough to to know that you you connect with people. And, well, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, brother. I mean, some people are a little bit too smart for their own good sometimes, and 
Um, but I, I am a simple person, and I'm a a, uh, a mom, a uh, homeschool mom, and I am I am educated. I did graduate from college, but I don't claim to uh, be um, in, any any kind of brilliant. That would be my husband. <laughs> and so um, I don't know how to speak any other way than this. This is just who I am, and I've just well, your, myself for the your last testimony, yeah, yeah. Your testimony is sort of, to me, now obviously there are people going to take shots at you, but, you know, a homeschool mother of 10 and the wife of a, of a, of a doctor, uh, that's a pretty rock-solid testimony. And uh, you don't have skeletons in your closet. I'm sure your, your detractors wish you did. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm wondering, Elizabeth, if when all, everything is said and done, it doesn't take the whole body of Christ. It just takes the mothers. Mm. You know, they say the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand the that rules the, the world. Yeah. And so, you know, I've often said, you know, I've often said, you know, I've, sure, if the if the body of Christ rose up as one man, uh, you know, unilaterally and took to the streets and said, we're not leaving the streets until, you know, every portion of in America was shut down or this foolishness with all the... The, the gender neutrality mm-hmm. garbage and it was was ended and, and we were and 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 and, and our leaders uh, you you know got some sanity repented and and uh, and, mm-hmm. and but I don't think if the, the, even if the whole body of Christ didn't do it I think a million mothers it's time for a million mother march <laughs> yes amen amen you know uh, Billy Graham has has had his issues uh, obviously but there is a quote. Uh, of his that um, that speaks to me, and he said, um, when a brave man takes a stand, um, the signs of others are often stiffened. And I somehow think the Lord has given me a sign stiffening ministry, if you will, um, where whereas people um, watch watch me or others uh, be courageous, uh, be bold, be willing to get the death threat. Um, and just continue on um, proclaiming the truth in love, I believe that it's different signs of those around us. That's what I'm experiencing. Those are the messages I get every day saying, thank you. I I am now emboldened to speak up on these issues. You know, I'm now doing this to fight Islam indoctrination in my daughter's school. And, you know, I get these messages every day. And um, I'm just so blessed to be a, a part of, of something that, that God is doing to inspire people to get out of the four walls of their church and impact the culture around them. Right. And you're, and you're doing it not just because, uh, you know, when we talk about combating abortion or, the, or, or any of these other uh, social evils, it's not just about uh, the fact that, you know, we want to enhance the quality of our life for this, or that we want to simply save babies. But the glory of our God is at stake as well. His word oh, is law. Yeah. And so, yes. you know, everything I, we do. I want to wipe um, these culturally accepted uh, sins. Are um, I know that walking with God is the best way. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good for many, many years now. Um, since I was 13 years old, and I mean, obviously, all of my life, I've taken the seen the word is good. But um, you know, I have I have tested this this uh, this savior, this belief, and uh, I have 
I have found nothing that he has ever said to be untrue. And so I certainly um, want the world to know him. And I also am very concerned about the culture that we will, you know, pass on to our children as well. And I want to, you know, model courage for, for others. Amen. In, in fairness, if Elizabeth sounds garbled, because I have three bars and I'm about 100 miles probably from the nearest cell tower, I think, out here in uh, not <laughs> I, not ideal conditions, but this is reality podcasting. But uh, how, uh, Elizabeth, what would you, how would you see this as a uh, sort of a simple three-part formula for people who want to follow your example? Start where you are, use what you've got, do what you can. Absolutely. You've got to slay the lion and the bear before you can, you know, slay the giant. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, when, when I was, when I was in high school, I, you know, whatever it is that God has called you to do and made you passionate about and whatever you put on your heart, walk in obedience in that area. Um, as I was going to say when I was in high school, you know, I was, I was fighting to be able to pray at my graduation service. Um, you know, and, in, and I had to call on the American Center for Law and Justice, Jay Seculo, to help me uh, with that situation, you know, way back in 1993. <laughs> And uh, it was a small battle, but for a high schooler, it was huge. <laughs> you know, it was a lion for me. And um, and there there are so many things that God is is um, laying on the hearts of of simple moms and dads, whether it's to go to your city council and oppose the the transgender bathroom situation in your in your city. Um, whatever it is that He's laid on your heart, just Take your shaking hands, your trembling knees, and be obedient to the Lord and watch what he does. Watch how he opens heaven to bless you and honor you for your courage, and he will continue to give you more opportunities like that. He'll give you bigger giants to play. Tell us how people can follow you. Sure. My um, email is activistmommyofficial at gmail.com. My website is activismommyofficial.com. And, I mean, really, if you type in the Activist Mommy into Google, all of my platforms should pop right up. I am the Activist Mommy on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and, and I've got a YouTube channel where all of my videos that I, that I do um, are uploaded to, to YouTube as well. Now, you also are musical, are you not? We are. We are. Um, our family loves music. We love to lead worship. We do lead worship song at our church. And um, I have children that are musical, and my daughter is a singer-songwriter, and she's written two albums uh, already of all original music and, uh, and you know, children that play instruments. And so, yeah, music has always been a major part of our lives. Um, in fact, my husband and I used to used to lead worship together before he and I were ever even a couple. <laughs> When we were just friends, so my daughter's name is Anna Anna J. If the viewers want to uh, or the listeners want to look her up, it's Anna, uh, and then the letter J. And uh, she's just written some um, beautiful songs, a few songs uh, tar- targeting the issue of abortion, which are just beautiful. And I encourage you to go to check out her her uh, music. We'll do, and I'm going to probably end up uh, private messaging you uh, lyrics to. I've written a lot of hymns as well, and re- re- recently um, written two two songs that are war songs. 
which mm. seem which seem appropriate for an activist mommy. One's called the <laughs> battle, the, a battle hymn for the church militant, and the yeah. other one is and the other is called to be sent. Yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll and, and maybe you could uh, maybe someone with a good voice could actually <laughs> take them and do something with them. Listen, uh, Elizabeth Johnston, the activist mommy. Uh, I appreciate you taking a risk and 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 talking with me because I, I I realize that sometimes it appears that people are taking shots at you from not only from across the river but sometimes from our own within our own ranks and. Uh, mm. Those you know, are the most we, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they are. The family wounds are always the, the ones that hurt the most, right. and, uh, and 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 we are one body, and we do have a common enemy and a common king, and yeah. uh, and we and, and the Lord calls us to different tactics. Uh, he has not called us to criticize our brothers and sisters for what He's called them to do. You know, Amen. Uh, what kind of medicine does uh, Patrick practice? He's a family physician. He sees all ages, um, so he's he's a pediatrician as well. Okay, so he has his own practice. He's not part yes. of a, a, a larger group. That's right. He owns his own practice, and it's a Christian practice, and it's amazing. He gets to minister. He gets to pray with patients. He has Christian literature in his waiting room, Christian music playing over the speakers. It's just wonderful. And uh, he has a Christian nurse practitioner. Uh, that works with him and sees a lot of a lot of the female issues in his practice, and um, I tell you, it's a, it's a blessed practice. It really is. I don't know if you've ever heard, you know, if, if you guys follow much naturopathic or holistic or homeopathic type medicine, nutrition. Right. Uh, yes. Joel Joel Wallach, Dead Doctors Don't Lie. Um, oh yes, yeah, we read that uh, before we got married, and in fact, we took his colloidal minerals for many years. Oh yeah, well we 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 take longevity here in in the truck in the in the portable war room studio. Really? Oh yeah, okay. well my and my my closest buddy, my closest buddy and elder, uh, he's friends with Joel Wallach. You know, allopathic medicine is great for what it's great for, but uh, it's, it's it's wonderful that uh, Patrick's patients have a physician who rec- who understands the value of of nutrition and uh, supplementation right. and things like that. So, yeah, well, um, one thing, too, that, you know, makes this practice very different is that, you know, we do not vaccinate our children. Patrick believes in, you know, parental rights and parental control over that situation and in parents educating themselves on the issue. And so he gives them the pros and cons. And, uh, of course, we, his office does not give um, any of the vaccinations that are made from aborted fetal tissue. And... Um, and he has patients who literally drive two and three hours to see him because he will not bully them over the vaccination issue. Um, it's a frightening, very frightening experience for a lot of parents to just go to the doctor when their kids are sick because they're fired from the practice, they're bullied, um, and it's terrible. And so, yeah, my husband speaks on the subject of vaccinations at homeschool conferences and um He's a respected voice, you know, in, in that field. Well, it's so good that they that your that your husband has the courage to stand up against the AMA and the FDA and Big Pharma. Yeah, it's pretty scary sometimes. I'm like, oh, you read these stories of these doctors dying off. I'm like, Lord, protect us. <laughs> well, that's that's your secret weapon right there. 
and, and, and we need to pray for both of you that no weapon formed against you will prosper. And, Thank uh, you, brother. I got, I got two death threats yesterday. I really would appreciate you praying. Really? Well, I, I, I hope I hope you uh, celebrate the Second Amendment in household. I do, sir. For 20 years, I have carried. <laughs> well, great. You know, I, uh, my, uh, Jack is also a weapons expert, and he teaches a course called Pistols and Passion and Rifles and Romance for Husbands and Wives. <laughs> I love it. Is uh, is Reliant? That's the name of the movie now. That, that mm-hmm. is it, it, it. Now I only saw a bit of a trailer. Is it uh, is it out? So no, the trailer you've seen so far is the book trailer. Um, it's part partly our movie footage, obviously, and but that was put out to market the novel that is out. Okay. Tomorrow the real trailer is coming out, actually. And so we're excited about that. But tomorrow, um, yeah, you'll get to see just nothing that involves the book, but it's just footage from the movie. It's just, you know, a sizzle reel. And, um, yeah. Kevin Sorbo, was Kevin Sorbo, Kevin Sorbo in it? Yes, sir. Brian Bosworth, Eric Roberts. Huge role. Brian has a huge role in the movie, bigger than, bigger than Kevin Sorbo. Well, Elizabeth, I've kept you long enough, but I, I thank you so much. Thank you for joining us in the war room. Please enjoy the nation's rage, Psalm 2, by my soul among lions. Why do the nations rage? The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.